let's get ready to throw down. Welcome to the show, everybody. Um, today, to pull back the curtain a little bit, this will come out in a couple of weeks, but today is 9-11, and we have uh, a couple of veterans sitting on the table, on, on the panel here. 75% of us. 75% for sure. Clint yeah. was a Marine in active duty and yeah. served in Ramadi. Yeah. Yeah, a couple of different theaters uh, um, after 9-11. Definitely a motivator, right? Um, definitely something that uh, opened my eyeballs to the worldwide scene of shit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, had to get myself involved because as a high D, that's what I do. Absolutely. I right? uh, want to own the situation. want to be the best on the market. Let's go out there and uh, let's go let's go get some ass. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Thanks for doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for your service. Um, Al was active duty Navy back maybe before Clint was born. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 19, 1985. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nothing going on. Yeah. Just. I mean, yeah. you still went. Yeah. For sure. I joined in 2001 as a reservist and was actually in my training um, on 9-11, which is actually also my birthday. So. Which, you know, uh, if you haven't put two and two together it's his birthday today it is my yeah. birthday today yeah. so. happy birthday happy to birthday. john a little shout much. out yeah thank you small mountain is a little bit older today 39 years young very looking young. glorious very someone young. said i look 32 today and i just took it as a win i was like yeah, just that running. was that was me and i was completely lying <laughs> <laughs> like, you look birthday. old as shit bro <laughs> awesome no. i hit i hit that mark or somewhere around there because you do not look your age man which is good that's true yeah. i i have a baby face now and i look closer to my age than i did Ten, even five or ten years ago, right? So I've working with Al aged me a little bit, so I look a little closer to my age. <laughs> there, there is thirty-two gray hairs on your head, and they're all from the year working with Al. <laughs> I, I, I and you know what? Did. It's funny because I worked with Al for like two days, full head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 you awesome. uh, you got the easy route, man. It didn't throw you to the wolves. I'm so, still working with Al and Clairol is my friend. <laughs> We're sponsored by them, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just kidding, but if you want to, yeah, but call if you us. want to. Um, so we actually have another story from the field. Uh, Clint and I were talking about this this morning. Do you want to catch us up on the topic? Because I think it's really, really important. Yeah. Well, let me uh, let me set the scene a little bit. Uh, being brought into a sales conversation way too late as a business development manager for a company, right? And uh, so, so hold on. So for people who don't know, right? Clint works in construction yes. and works with uh, some pretty high level stuff. And you're kind of the only guy who's on this path in your company. Is that, is that, a, is that a fair assumption? I mean, stop me if I'm wrong. No, that's true. There, there are some times where um, I, I think I've mentioned this before that there's ways to bring jobs into uh my own company without me knowing um, mm-hmm. one and also without without my approval um, through general relationships you know you you're a pipe fitter or a mill writer or an iron worker out there and you bring in a job and you give it to the let's say the c-level guy and he runs with it that's not going through the channels that i've set up it's not going through the process that i've um, that i run with every day or approved um, it goes around me. And, and in this scenario, that's what happened. Somebody brought in a job, a connection, and uh, it turned out to be a multi-million dollar project. And I caught wind of it within my own company. And I know that sounds negative. That's okay. We want people to, we want to encourage our, uh, our, our team to go out there and find jobs. We don't want to discourage yeah. people from bringing revenue in. That's, that's crazy. Uh, we, we talk a lot about it you know, in our company, everybody's a safety person. I I truly believe that everybody is a safety person, but also everybody's a salesperson. If you're out there wearing your company name, you're a sales representative for your company and there's nothing wrong with you bringing in a job. Um, I will tell you if you're listening to this and, and you're one of those guys that have the opportunity to bring a job in, most salespeople aren't just some, you know, job title right? There's processes. Yeah. A, a good sales guy like myself has a like process. Yourself? Well, of course mm-hmm. not. No, I like the way you but, reference but, it. But okay. I, right? no, 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 I like it too. I have, I mean, but John, you know, proofs in the pudding, right? I, I, I run a process. I stick to my process. I do it for a reason. 
just mocking you a little bit. I get it, but go fuck yourself. <laughs> so uh, I like that too. Yeah. So, but but if you're out there working in the in the field for a company and you come across a deal, don't be scared to throw it to your sales team because they they should have a process to for run sure. the scenario through. Because let me tell you, one of the things that you might not know um, if you're not in a sales position is that not every deal is a home run. Not every deal is a win. Uh, there's a reason that we have processes. There's a reason that I put them through the ringer. I want to ask about their budget. Is it approved? Is there, um, is it, is it an actual project at all? Because a lot of times it's not, it's an idea on a cocktail napkin, Mm -hmm. right? And and a lot of things start that way. One of the things that a good salesperson or a good business development manager um, with some training and a process will do is they will weed all those things out, right? So they will talk about, um, and it's hard truth. Hey, look, is this a cocktail napkin idea or is this a real project that we're going to do starting next week? Those are two very different scenarios. So in this situation, it was a real deal. It didn't come through me. It went, it went around me and that's okay. I, I'm not, not worried about that. I'm not scared about that. However, we're now we're investing a lot of estimating time, uh, management time. People are taking time out of their day to work on this and that costs money right? Mm-hmm. Then inflects an overhead and overhead costs money, right? It's not free. Nothing we do. Every conversation that we have, you can put a dollar amount to. I believe that really do. Um, so if you have a lot of conversations and you're starting to do work and you're starting to do takeoff and you're estimating the job, I don't care whether you sell widgets or you, you're, do, you're in construction or healthcare, it doesn't matter. Every time you have a conversation, you're, you're starting to rack up on the dollar side. And sometimes we do things for free. I don't encourage it. Sometimes you just got to provide a little value to get them on the hook. I get that. In this situation, we were getting a little far down the line where it was like, okay, now we're really investing some money. I haven't been involved yet. I don't even know if this deal is really going to happen. They've asked us to bring an entire team out of state to their, you know, to their branch office and, and, and explain our cost. I have no idea what we're talking about. And so are you hearing about this deal yeah. and this job kind of like in the hallways, yeah. but like no one's really bringing yeah, it to you? Word of mouth through the, you know, I say the rumor mill, you know, in the Marine Corps, we call it the Lance Corporal Underground. Yeah. One of the, <laughs> yeah. the, the E3. Barracks lawyers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ricky so, rumor, baby. Yeah, exactly. So you're kind of, you're kind of hearing some things and you're like, you know, you want to blow up as a high D. I want to blow the whole room up and just say, why has nobody brought this to me? Like how many times do I have to explain that uh, I'm here for a reason? Uh, and, and that's my natural state, but no one to make a, to make something push forward, uh, check that ego, mm-hmm. check that big D ego and put it in the back seat and go in and, and how can I provide value? Right. Not only how can I provide value to my customer, but how can I provide value to my team? Because if they've got the lead, look, that's a, is a segue here. If somebody on your team that's not a salesman has a lead and people trust that guy, sell with him. Agreed. Do, do not take that sale away from that guy. Sell it with him. Sure. Because if you're truly about your company uh, name and product and you're truly about the greater good of what you do, you will sell with him and you will give him all the tools he needs to move forward and move the process forward. And to to add to that is you now begin to the management phase of sure. You know, because that, that's right, doc. I, I think that's a great point is that you have to take yourself out of, am I going to get this commission? Am I not? Because that's, that's a mute point. Get yeah. your, get your head out of that game. Mm-hmm. If you're truly a good sales guy and you truly care about what your company does, commissions are the last thing. Man, they they'll follow good work You're and right. good yeah. leadership. Yeah. Right? Good companies take care of good. They take great yeah. care. And if you work for a crappy company, quit. Quit. Get out yeah. of there. Yeah. There's too Move. many sales roles yeah. out there. Because if, if you're that I'm gonna good, tell you, right? I'm going to tell you right now that if you go on Indeed.com or Jobs, Monster Jobs or whatever, the highest search role is probably sales, mm-hmm. outside sales rep, right? So if you think you're stuck in a role that you can't get out of. You're wrong, man. You're absolutely go, wrong. Go, sure. go find a valued company. The, the point, driving this point home is that don't use your team. You know, you may not be the guy sitting in the room negotiating the deal. 
make sure your team has the tools that you know how to do. And, and that's the situation that we're talking about. Is, that's something that I had to do is realize that I don't have the relationships with the customer. These guys do. They're on my team. I want to see these guys win. I want to see my team win. Yeah. I know a few more steps that, than they know because I do this for a living every day. They don't. They're project managers. They're superintendents. They're vice presidents of operations. I know some ins and outs that they need to know. It would be foolish of me. And as a high D, if you're listening out there, this is going to be tough for you to hear. Check your stupid ass ego because it doesn't mean anything. It, it will only harm the situation, right? Check that ego. Get in front of your team and say, these are the tools. These are the questions I think you need to ask. Let's role play it a little bit. Here's what I think could happen. And if it does happen this way, here's your response. And you give them all the tools that you need. And then you go support them. For sure. So, so in this situation, we flew out of state. We went as a team. Um, I provided very little value the entire job, you know, the entire scope review. Uh, but what I realized was no one, no one sales, no one disc. I realized across the table that these guys communicated in a certain style, communicated in a certain style. Uh, their body language read a certain way. Their tonality read a certain way. Uh, they talked about, they hit a lot of things. And, and if you, if you do this correctly, you will have a notebook in front of you. And when they mention big buzzwords, you write that buzzword down and you start putting stars or check marks next to it. And when they hit that buzzword two or three or four times, that's your talking point, right? Yeah. Give an example of a buzzword. I was okay. Be more specific. So for example, um, in this situation, and I, I'm going to keep this pretty vague, not to go into too many right. um, of course. That's understandable. Uh, details and, and specific jobs. But uh, one of the one of the guys said, you know, in our 3D model, we showed this. So I just happened to write 3D model. About a sentence later, he said, you know, what I didn't see in a 3D model was this. Oh, 3D model, check, right? I put a star next to it, you know, and three or four sentences later, what I'm really looking for is in the 3D model, boom, 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 boom. Okay, that's two stars. Now we're hitting on some points. So in that, let's plug my computer in. I've got 3D models for days. That's how we do our takeoff, right? We do all of our estimating in 3D. You can cruise through it. It's a, it's a beautiful thing, yeah. Real quick, because I'm not in your industry, what does takeoff mean? Um, okay, so if you, if somebody said they want to run a new pipe from point A to point B, mm -hmm. a takeoff would be, what does it take to get me from point A to point B? Okay. How many cool. feet of pipe? How many fittings? How many fixtures? The, the works, right? And that's a lot more complicated than that, but that's a simply, uh, simple way to put it. Um, so when you got these guys, we happen to do all that in 3D. So when we draw it up, we actually draw it in 3D. That's how our software works. A lot of people are like that anymore. It's 2019. Most people are adapting to that. So when I heard that for the, about the third time, let's put that up on the screen. Let's talk through 3D models. And so what uh, happened was, is, hey, man, you, uh, your price is really high and our, our team talked through that you know your prices you're the third highest out of three so okay. they're they're asking they're telling yeah, you they're telling us you're, hey you're, like, the, you're the you're, you're the, the third, highest you're the highest i we're really trying to do a scope review to make sure everybody's apples to apples instead of apples to oranges and i kind of set in the cut a little bit and and look i'm not telling you that i'm a i'm a genius here but sometimes silence it's Always. beautiful. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And you said this. That's so important. You're, you know, you said this a couple of times that you're you're a master to your spoken and unspoken words, right? You're a master of your unspoken word. There you go. And a slave. And a slave. To and a slave to your spoken word. Perfect. So in this situation, that's that's kind of where I was sitting in the cut, kind of thinking, I don't have a lot of value to add here because I don't know much about it. What I do know is that they've communicated this way with me. They are this disc style, all of them. And I've got a table full of people that aren't that disc style. So our communication is way off. So be specific. What yeah. disc were So they? I've got a bunch of, I've got three C's talking to a bunch of us and we're all IDs. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah it's tough, yeah. right? Yeah. It's yeah. very yeah. tough. So if you know anything about disc, that's, that's a real, that's across the spectrum. Yeah. And that's tough to do. Um, luckily for me, I have knowledge. I have things that I can dig into 
and say, okay, well, I'm a super high D and I don't communicate this way, but I'm recognizing all those traits and I'm writing down buzzwords. I'm writing down communication styles. I'm also seeing body language and tonality, how they present themselves. Are they kick back in their chair? Are they leaning forward on a conference table? So what I'm hearing, sorry to interrupt you, Clint. So what I'm hearing is you've gone the extra mile to verify what is going to make this work. Yes. I wish that you, I would like to ask you to, as you were saying, the C and the I and the D and the, you know, can you explain it a little more in detail for the listeners? Sure. So I'm explaining a a project to, well, we as a team are explaining a project to a team of high Cs. Meaning very like analytical, right? They're very itemized punch list type of guys where they want to see spreadsheets. They're John. Yeah. Guys like me. Yep. They're John, but not self-aware John. Yeah. Right. So there's yeah. a difference. I want the facts. You want the facts. You want the price points for each thing. If I take away this pump, what do I save? Mm-hmm. Well, that's tough because it's not just the pump. It's supervision. It's overhead. It's all the, it's, it's a lot more complicated than that. If you take out the pump for my scope, well, then the whole scope adjusts, right? It's not just one price point. I can't give it to you on the spot because I don't know. We're going to have to run the recap again. We're going to have to re-estimate this job again because you changed it. Um, and I don't mean that to scare anybody out there. But truly, if you change the scope, no matter what industry you're in, the pricing's just not going to be the same. How you figure that is on your, your company. Um, in this situation, I was dealing with a very, uh, very tough group of C's that wanted facts, facts, facts. The thing that I recognized in them is that they... They're visual people. They uh, n- Not all C's are visual, but these guys were. They're very visual in the fact that they said 3D model three or four times. I want to see that 3D model. I want to see what you're doing. I want to see it, see it, see it. And when you talk in those words of visualization, I'm going to give you a proposal in that realm. You have to. Right? If you want to communicate with these guys professionally. Now I'm giving you... Um, I'm I'm giving you feedback in your words, not my words, in your words. You wanted to see this, I'm giving it to you. Okay. Here's my 3D model. Here's what I here's what I'm showing in our computer program that that uh solves what you're asking. But it makes them feel comfortable. And I'm and I'm not pulling a game, I'm not running manipulation, I'm not doing anything. I'm just running the game that they want to play. Recognizing the game that they're in, recognizing the language, the body, tonality, the buzzwords, and I'm playing within that realm. And if you're not doing that as a salesperson, if you're not recognizing all of those things, you're fishing. You're you're out there just literally fishing in a river that might not have any fish. I mean, truly. So what? So what ended up happening? So what? Yeah, God, we've been going on about this. Sorry. Well, it's important, um, right? Yeah. Because- yeah. I think you know, it's good information. Stuff is going to come out of left field, and I have a follow up after you talk about what happened. Okay, so one of the things that ended up happening is, is we went through a, about a forty-five minute meeting. We all had great talking points. My team did a fantastic job, by the way. Um, no, no downplay to that because they did a fantastic job with the information that they had. We went into it. They explained a lot of facts, a lot of savings. Here's what I would do in this situation. You're running this kind. We would do this kind. From our experience, this, so a lot of third-party stories, right? We're, we're, we're really gaining value and a lot of trust. And uh, one of the things that I heard them say was, well, you guys are a big firm. I'm assuming that costs a lot of money. And I could have answered that. Our team could have answered that a lot of ways. It was, a, it was, a, it was an awkward silence when they said that. And, said, and it's know, not even really a question. It's not a question, but you feel like you have to answer it as a yeah. salesperson. Because there's a silence after that, right? Mm-hmm. And when there's silence after a statement, oftentimes we review that as a question. For sure. And you feel that you have to answer with this profound intellectual answer. And Let a lot of times you, you just expensive. You just don't have to sometimes. Um, what I real and I and I kind of watched the room of man, this is getting awkward. And I just and I happen to say, look, guys, if you think that we're the big firm. I agree with you. So kind of a gut punch there of like, you said it, not me, right? You said we're the big firm. I didn't say that. And I'm agreeing with you of what you said. 
So you guys over the big firm, I agree with you. Um, where I think we provide the value is that don't break this job up into parts. Give us the whole thing, right? I said, hmm, do you think there'll be savings? In I said, I have no doubt there'll be savings there. Because instead of bidding this job out 10 different ways to diff 10 different people in 10 different sections, you're splitting it out one way to one people, one overhead, one markup, one cost. We can do this. We've already told you we can do that. And uh, so today we got an email that said, hey, bid the whole project, see where you come. So now you're talking about taking a $4 million loss, right? Because that's what it was when you walked in the room. You're the third highest. There's no chance you're going to get this job. You can build all the bonding and rapport and the trust and blah, blah, blah. But if these guys are high C's and all they care about is costs and line items, you don't stand a freaking chance. Not a chance if you're the third highest because they have two better options mm -hmm. that are also telling them that they can do the same thing you can do for less cost, right? So now the value is maybe it's an upsell. I, I would classify it as that. The upsell is that they can't do the big project. I can. Mm -hmm. But I got to have a company that can do that, right? I can only sell what I know I can do. Of course, yeah. Um, you know, fortunately in this situation, I can. And there's another company at the table that can also do that. But did they do that? The answer is they didn't. I know that because I'm good at digging for information. Mm -hmm. Right? I've called around. How did they do the interview? Uh, well, they said all the right things and they threw out all the right things, but they didn't grow the situation. So they didn't go up to the whole enchilada. They did. They went after selling they the four million right dollar. In, yeah, stayed right in there. And I went after selling the ten million dollar. Like it. So now we got an opportunity to win the ten million dollars instead of the four. So, <clears throat> and I might lose both. Don't for just, sure. just so we know right. that it's not a silver bullet. But it's not. So, but I I wasn't gonna win the four million. My chances of winning the four million were less than ten percent. My chances of winning the ten million, sixty. Yeah, I upped my chances. That's all we're trying to do here. Exactly. So does Clint, before he becomes self-aware and really does all the work that, that you've Never. done, do you, do you treat that situation differently? Yeah. Right. Do you, do you say, screw the team, yes. screw these guys, screw yep. you for going around me. Going. This is my space. I'm, I'm like, okay. I'm not going. Yeah. You're 100%. Self-awareness has shown me, um, if this would have happened two years ago, if if I would have heard all these things going on down the hallway as a high D, I said, F you guys. You don't want me, you don't get me. Period. That's a huge move for you. And and somebody would have said, Clint, we need you on this planet. So, you know, fuck you. I got another job to look at. Sorry, I'm busy. My schedule's full. I'd have made some reason not to be there because I would want, as an unaware, stupid, ignorant, self, you know, uh, high D, I want you to realize that I'm, I'm the reason that you lost. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going for the no in your own company. I'm going for the no in my own company. And what value does that provide, right? I mean, so, absolutely none. none right? Yeah, cut yeah. your nose off despite yeah. your face. Sure. So I, I know that's easy to say, harder to provide, you know, to get to where, and, I, and I'm not fully there. Uh, I'm learning things of, what am I here for? I'm here to provide value. I was hired to do a job. And that job was to increase value. It was in, uh, increase sales, increase bottom line. That's what I was hired for. And if I take my step out of my ego and I look at what I was hired for and what I'm getting paid for, that task becomes a lot easier. But look, guys, two years of punching myself in the face in the mirror. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, and we're, we're all up there, right? No matter D, I, S, and C, we've all done this. That's why we're sitting here. We've all punched ourselves in the face a little bit. We've all gotten some clarity of who we are. And more so than who we are, what's our weakness, right? My weakness is the same as my strength. I can cut you off or I can join your team just as quick, right? What value does it, does it add to my life or, or the company's value to, to cut you out quickly? The answer is little. But if I join your team, I provide value from the back, backstage, you know, coach you, let you run with it, give you all the tools that I know how to do. We all win. Do you think that that's being self-aware? Do you think that that's being a good leader? Do you think it's, or, well, or, or maybe those aren't mutually exclusive? Yeah, maybe, John. I don't, I don't know. I can tell you this, that if I'd have been in the Marine Corps and I'd had the attitude 
of go fuck yourself, this is just me, I wouldn't have made it. I wouldn't have trust. I wouldn't have people that I'm still talking to 10, 12 years later that if if they picked up the phone and called me right now, I'd, I'd drop this podcast in a minute to go help them out. Those are the relationships you develop because it's about the team, right? Yeah, okay. it's, it's about the future uh, push of what we can develop into. Um, so, yeah, high Ds that haven't been through life and death situations, yeah, a little self-centered, right? Ego's big. Want to win, 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 and you're going to burn a lot of bridges. But at the same time, guys, you have great fucking tools to get great things done. If you check your ego, you take the eye out of it. Because there's, you know, it's a stupid phrase. Not, I, not this eye, but his <laughs> yeah. eye. Well, uh, quit hating on me, man. Sure. Yeah, I'm not talking about the disc eye, but I am talking about, you know, it's a stupid, it's a stupid saying, but there's no eye in team, literally. There's no fucking eye in team. You, you can't put it in there. It doesn't make sense, right? Uh, if you're truly about what you say you are, you got to support the team. You got to push them. And D's have a great, great traits to push teams. Yeah, you guys yeah. naturally yeah. get in that position and do a good job for the most part. And yeah. it's in my experience. Sure. And, uh, you know, there's no better person to push you through a situation and help you believe that what you're doing is great than a really high corner D. But he has to get rid of him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He has to get rid of I. And that's tough, man. It's that is tough. tough. Super hard. In and part I, and not impressed. I don't think that that's just strictly even a D thing. Yeah, sometimes right? it's not, right? Because it's hard for me. Yeah, I was going to say a high C, man. Even a high I. Yeah. A high I is all right. about himself. S's do it naturally. Yep. Just, right? And so I, well, I'm trying to think about how Nan would handle that situation, right? You know, if, if she's the salesperson in a company and a deal gets brought in and it's not shipped to her and it doesn't get to run her process, you know? Oh, well, I think it's really important to focus on my strength and find people that can cover my weaknesses. So I think the team works. Just yeah, what he, yeah. what, what Such a great. Yeah. I, I know that took up a lot of time in your ears, no, it was um, but I, I think there's a lot of value of, uh, don't, don't feel pressured to make every sale as a salesperson. Well, and don't have a knee jerk reaction to something you don't sure. like, right? Yeah. Figure out how you can use the, that situation, uh, either melt it together or divide it apart and then use each one of those parts. Yeah, sure. Right? I agree. Oh, that's a good point. So thanks, Clint, for sharing. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I know that took, it, uh, took yeah. a minute. Yeah. It's I all mean, good. Um, here's the deal. Like, like we're still out there grinding, selling, grinding, right? Yeah. And we don't get it right 100% of the time. Nope. So Never. this is just a glimpse. For, right? for that one success story that took 25, 30 minutes, <laughs> I could tell you hours of failures. I could. And, we, and we're going to dive into this. Yeah, There's so no doubt. So let's transition a little bit, right? Because yeah. we actually have something pretty exciting. Yeah. We have yeah. a request from yeah. a from a listener. Yeah. So Clint. Yeah. So uh so a a cool cat named Brian, right? From a he's a he's a works for a company called Farmer State Bank, uh, out of Illinois, I believe, right? Talked to him on the phone today. Really, really insightful. So we had a conversation, and just so you know, out there listening to that, if you have these topics, what I'm about to mention, you're more than welcome uh, amongst us four to comment to us, yeah. to reach out to us. Look, he, he reached out, um, asked him for his personal information. He gave it to me. We, uh, we talked on the phone for quite a while today. What I, what I want to say is that he provided me as much value as I provided him, I think it was a very mutual transaction, right? Awesome. Um, talking about different situations, and we're completely in different industries. You know, he's a loan officer for a bank that uh, sells to, you know, a lot of Midwest farmers, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Getting loans for their uh, equipment, their crops, their land, right? We so, love farmers. Yeah, sure. I mean, I grew up in that world. I was just say you have a point of yeah. reference, so, so no, it I wasn't mean, like it, it wasn't like sure. you didn't understand who his audience. You're right. Was. No, so I I, I get it. I, I we we had a lot of jokes back and forth of like uh, you want me to understand the personality of uh, my grain buyer? Does dickhead <laughs> count? You know, so like you know these these are good old boys we're talking about, and and maybe that's uh, but you got to know your audience, right? You got to yeah. understand their audience. Is he a D as well? No, you know Brian is probably. Uh, you know, talking to him a little bit, 
Brian is probably on the the IS scale. Okay. Hey, yeah. It's time for Brian to take the test. Yeah. Yeah. Call I think in, so. Brian. Yeah. Let, let us know what you are. Yeah. I'll help you out. <laughs> um, but he's he's a pretty friendly guy. Likes to talk. Likes to have center of attention kind of guy. But okay. he also cares about people. Right. Interesting. Um, so, so what was his question? His question was, is, it wasn't even a question. It was a statement. So I'll, I'll kind of refute that a little bit. His statement to me was, I deal with a lot of people that drag me out. Right. They drag me through the ringer. Um, I go for the no, and I'm and I'm quoting him. I go for the no a lot of times. Uh, a lot of times it's tough, especially as an IS, mm-hmm. right? Especially as a a people loving person. Uh, for a CD, that's not so so difficult, right? Because we're gonna go for that right off the bat. For for somebody that really likes the morality of people and really wants to get to know you, it's really tough for them to understand. Well, I can't just dump it. Right. Even though that they've given me, they've given me 10 signs that say that there's no deal here. There's no money. There's no, I don't have a need. I don't have any pain for this. Um, they drag you along for maybe months on end, maybe years on end. And how do you, how do you just, how do you strategize to get in there and to say, look, man, you don't need me. I don't need you. This isn't a fit. Boom, done. You know, really taking ownership on the no, right? And moving on to another customer. So that was his statement to me was, hey, Clint, I, I, I deal with this a lot. It's something that I've been working on and getting better at every day is really getting in there and, and just realizing that this isn't a win situation. There's nothing I can do. They don't have any pain. They don't need me. They're happy with their bank for 30 years. I'm out. But the cool point about that is if, you know, Brian, I know you're listening, but everybody out there that's in your situation, the cool part about that is, is that now you get to focus your, you know, your, your passion, your potential, your process on somebody that actually has a yes, right? Absolutely. So now you're getting rid of time, money, resources, you're, you're, you know, you're diverting that into something that could actually win. But, but as a high D though, right, you specifically have no problem cutting someone off. Probably too quick sometimes. Yeah. So you're not the poster child. I'm curious to hear from Al, because if you say that he's an IS. Yeah. Right. So, so to be honest with you, before we dig into that, mm-hmm. you know, my advice to Brian and Brian's advice to me was completely different because we're opposite of the spectrum. For sure. My, my advice is why are, what are you even talking about? You're wasting more money talking about this problem. <laughs> Get dumped this motherfucker. Who cares? Right? <laughs> Who cares? Go find another one. And his point is, is that I'm not in a good market like you are. I'm not oh, out there where there's a, a bazillion people begging for my business. I'm in the middle different. of a cornfield. Right. There's five or six farmers that need my business and I need them. Right? So how do I provide value? But when there's not value there, how do I own that? No. Well, So jumping in here, if there's not a next step, if you can't get on the calendar with a real topic, then you're having a conversation. There's nothing wrong with having conversations other than you only have so much time on this earth, right? And you're using your time probably not in the best of ways. But if I look at somebody like that and I say, Clint, I completely understand. Sounds like this isn't a fit for you here and now. Sure. But tell me, when you do make these decisions, how often do they come up? You know, take it away, but then ask a a leading question going back at them about when they do decide to make a purchase or need some money. And Okay, so are you able to do that well because you were um, able to move to that D? So... So well, I keep it an eye. Smoothly. I, I no, think, keep your personality I, engaged. I think that's a pretty high eye, but I also think that has to do with uh, trust, right? So you can't have that conversation without building uh, rapport. Oh, sure. Right? Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're at the point where you're being dragged outside of your normal selling cycle. But the point of it is, is a lot of these guys don't know that, right? So if you're walking into a cold call situation, you're trying to have the conversation that Doc's having, and you haven't built trust. You haven't built integrity and you haven't built these things. That conversation goes two different ways very drastically. Oh, I agree. 
But you're going to know that, right? And you're going to get your ass tossed Maybe. out. And it's just, it's going to be a lose, right? So, but you got your no and you move on. Well, so, so doc, to, to kind of challenge you a little bit on that mm-hmm. is that uh, I think a lot of people are not self-aware. I think a lot of people don't know that they're doing what you just said. I think that they don't realize the situation that they're losing. And when they go back and recap, they think I did everything right. But I, let me interrupt you only because that that's a generality. But if you pose a specific question back to, I mean, you know, your business well, sure. right? you know, I, I have a surgeon and, and he has, I, I'm, I've got some bonding and rapport with him and I'm trying to propose that he use a new product. And I know it's in his wheelhouse. I've done my homework. I've gotten online. Or I've been in a hospital. I've seen him using this with other, other vendors. And I want to kind of make that approach. And I say, hey, doc, you know, I, I know you do this. And I know you use these particular products. Let me ask you, would you be up for taking a look at what I have in my bag? And he says, you know, Al, I'm really kind of covered up right now. Um, I'm, I'm committed to where I'm at. Then, then my next question would be, well, when you have an issue that you're not completely committed to, could we have a conversation sure. about that? Would it make sense to then have, have so I got a, I got a flat ass no. Yeah. And I don't have a, a workaround for it. One of, one of the things that uh, I'm going to, Nan, I'm going to commend, commend you on is that being a high S, you get down to kind of the, I'll call it the nitty gritty of uh feelings and emotions right Right. so if you're one bank out of three in a hundred mile radius in the middle of a cornfield and people need you right in in brian's situation for example um one of the things that an s is going to do really well that a d won't is you're going to listen you're going to understand you're going to pick up on a lot of buzzwords right passion loyalty been in the business for 150 years it's my last name on it. How am I going to trust my last name? Because I grew up in this. I, I understand this fully. How am I going to put my last name on a check written from you? Right? That's tough. That's tough. And, and that may not mean a lot to somebody living in L.A., but it means a lot to somebody in the Bible Belt or living in the Midwest, growing corn for a living, struggling, barely making payments. They need a loan to buy a new tractor. These are very different universes, right? But what you can pick up on both sides in, in an S, if you're an S or an I out there, what you'll do naturally is you'll pick up on commonalities. You'll pick up on suggestive language, which family name, passion. What's uh, important. What's important, right? As a CD, you got to, <laughs> but wrong no, or right? No, you're right. As a CD, what you have to realize, if, if you're in that situation, if you're in Brian's situation, and you're a high C or a D, one of the things that you can't do is bring your ego into that because they truly have passion about what they're saying, and you have to listen. Yeah. <laughs> and, and facts and money go out the window for a second, right? You got always got to come back to that because this is the hard truth of making a sale is that there's got to be facts and money. You always got to come back to that. But you've got to soften the blow a little bit. You can't be so dominant and so deliberate and so in your face. That's something that an I and an S does really well is they accept all that language and they use commonalities. For sure. They use common language. Ds and Cs are very bad about that because we don't care about people. We care about tasks. Absolutely. So pick up on the buzzwords. Write it down in a notebook. Use common language. You talk about family, I'm going to talk about family. You talk about buzzwords, I'm going to talk about the same buzzwords. You talk about passion, let's talk about passion. That doesn't come naturally for C's and D's. You got to make it, you got to make it natural. That's training, that's self-awareness, that's understanding who you are. Guys, it's not easy. It's a struggle. I struggle with it every fucking day. But we're getting better, right? We're increasing yeah, odds. So let's, so let's back up a little bit. That was deep, sorry. Yeah, no, no, it's very deep, right? I think the thing we're talking about is um, going for the no, when to cut someone off, how to do that well, Uh, things like that. Sorry, Brian. You know, um, there's so many, like, phrases that we've all heard and read and, you know, you know, um, but you got to be able to say no to people, right? You can't, because, you know, one of 
one of the most important things is like hope is not a sales strategy, right? And it's not a sales strategy, right? So if you're, you know, once you've done about four or five deals, you have a pretty good idea about like what that selling cycle looks like. So anything that's dragging you outside of that thing, your, your, your hackles should be up and you should be questioning about that and trying to figure out what's going on. I think it's real important that you be able to challenge your prospect, particularly if they give you their ideology or what their thoughts are on a particular project. That's a good point, Doc. Uh, and, and ask them probing, I mean, real solid questions about their mindset relative yeah. to the process that you're going exactly. through. Great idea. Why that? That's funny because that's not, if you're listening out there and you, you resonate with Docker uh, uh, Nan here, that's not natural to your style. For sure. Oh, that, that's a learned ability. That's a learned ability. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's a nutsack. So ability, that's something. Right? <laughs> you sort of got to put yourself out there because the guy could take I don't, that. But I, don't, I don't mean to bust your balls. That's something that me and John do right off the bat. We question until you, you're uncomfortable. That's the unnatural side of what we do. Right, so that's where an I can win, though. Right, you're right. because we're already 100%. comfortable, and I and you even like smile and do your normal stuff, yeah, and you're like, "There's no better person on this table to ask a hard question, in my opinion, than I, because you've already established a lot of bonding rapport, you've already established a lot of common language, and now you're your buddy buddies, you're out golfing on the ninth tee, and you say, "Hey, bro, you don't have that budget." What are you even talking about? I mean, well, but exactly. you make it—you you make it you, sort of a laughable situation. Uh-huh. I mean, you kind of become the the clown and go. But if you're not really? a, but if you're not an I, right? That's uncomfortable. And you're an S, and you're an S right? Because that's uncomfortable. I'm going to argue with you a little bit because I think the person who can ask the hardest questions is the S. Oh, absolutely. Right? I, I was about to now, say the same thing. But, but here's the deal: that's interesting. if she's you, the least threatening. Well, it's not. So it's, it kind of comes not even in about, under your radar. Yes, it's okay. not even about. It's but, not even about the the level of threat. It's just her concern for the overriding situation. That's what point. I said. You just fall and into. She into cares it. about. But once again, it, I think I think asking harder questions is a little bit easier for an I than it is for an S. So, but that being said, it when an S asks S asks a hard question, it means a ton. It means it means so much more. But but once again, you got to get genuine. out of your comfort zone. For it's sure. genuine, absolutely. And, and it'll make you take a pause because Nan's asked me stuff, and I'm like. Oh, okay. Good point. Look, I'm like, yeah. If you, as a high D, we're we're a small portion of the population. I I take more notes listening to Nan's thoughts than I do anybody else because it's so opposite of what I naturally do, right? But the thing is with the high S, if you're out there in a sales role, that's tough. But also, they truly give a shit. Yeah, they truly do. They care about the the future of the the family business but I, you do too but you care about the manip- quality of the job that yeah. you're going to do and being able to but meet I'm, expectations I'm oriented absolutely so, that, so my, and that has value as well it does you can't, you can't get away Look, from that if you're going to hire a guy to get things done cut throat nobody gives a shit what you do burn as many bridges as you want to get to the end game i'm your guy if you want me to care and truly buy into your values. And I'm not saying that I, I don't buy into that. I'm just saying that naturally in my style, if you want somebody to truly care about you as a human being, care about your values and your family, and S is that person. For but sure. what you've shown us tonight is how you've grown into, I, but that's, and that's what we really are right. trying to show people. That's the point is that I don't want to lose my dominance in a sales no. conversation. I don't want to right. lose the fact that I'm going to ask hard questions. What I want to do is adapt a style that's comfortable with the person across exactly, from me. Exactly, that makes them feel yeah. So if they're a high and S yeah. and they talk about family values and they talk about their family farm going under and, and getting you know to where we can't survive anymore, I'm going to have to sell out. That's my language. But right. It, I can also tell you Nan comes upscale too because we've had some projects where Nan has to go in and say, what is it that you're not understanding? In her nice way, but that's a direct question because, I mean, she's got a million-dollar account that we just had a little bit of an issue with, and she finally broke it down into an explainer. And it it wasn't Nan's issue. It was these people were making money. And, I mean, speak to that, Nan. Well, I just – what – it could have been a failure. I, I think it's really important, you know, that you have to identify what is going on because 
clearly we had no idea what was going on. But it wasn't something that I wanted to say no to. And I, I think it was really a valuable lesson. And that's what all failures are. This was not a failure, but I think it's really important to not be afraid of failure or the no or but identify just what just exactly what Clint was has talked about the entire look guys I feel bad about no, that. Hold on, hold on. But that's not part of the normal S it's not toolkit, right? You don't you don't walk in the door off the street being able to be like, I'm okay asking you a hard a hard ass question because that's viewed as conflict. Right? right, but she but was, was forced steps. into it. It was steps too. It wasn't a one day. I think it's. So, so let me ask you a tough question, man. Before you're <laughs> self aware. <laughs> Sorry. Why? Nothing. Nothing. Keep going. Right. I didn't ask for permission. I, I know. Was, you I didn't. was literally. <laughs> going to say. I know you didn't. So permission is for the week. No, I'm Man, as a high S, you know, um, direct com- uh, confrontation, conflict is not your. It's not where you want to be. Never. And I'm not saying you personally, because you're self-aware, right? You've grown. I'm saying for a lot of people out there, and as we we know somebody, um, we all all four know somebody that's a super high S that we know very well that would avoid conflict at all. You know, mm-hmm. she would run, would run from it. Um, you've obviously grown into the fact that you're not scared to do it because you have reasons, right? You have a point to make. Um, your value your true reason for asking is different than me. I'm going to, I'm going to shoot for the no because I want to move on. You want to shoot for the no because you care and you want to show the value of that. They, they really don't have an option here, right? Like this isn't realistic. That's very different from an S to a D. Um, But I think you hit on something. If Nan's shooting for the no, I think from an S's standpoint, she really genuinely thinks it's not a good fit. That's what I'm saying. She's trying to tell you. You're explaining this a lot better than I am. I don't think I really fit. That's right. And and it's not from a a weakness standpoint. She's looking out for their interests more than they are. And it's not that you... Which almost works again because they're like, no, wait a second. We can work around this. And and so I've seen people try to work with Nan when she's trying to tell them no. There is no better reverse in the book. It does. There's no better reverse in the book to say, you probably don't need me. I don't think that I can add value here. You tell me how I can add value. That's really hard for me to do. But here's the here's the sweet <laughs> really? spot because I've I've seen this work. <laughs> I mean, but then she stops that. and lets them start. To, the minute their mouth starts to move, she gets quiet and they go, "Well, I don't know why you would say that because of this this." And they start to sell themselves in her sure. arena by just sitting back, being polite, yeah. but but using the right words of probably not a good fit. Yeah, yeah, and no, they I mean, just okay. fall into it. I mean, it's, it's a soft couch that they feel like they can sit on. For sure. You know, I, I know we're getting down to our uh, throwdown time here. Uh, and uh, going back to, man, it feels like two hours ago. To go, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, guys. Hopefully not to y'all. Uh, I hope you got some value out of it. Uh, but to go back to, you know, Brian's original statement of, you know, something that he has to do a lot is people just don't have the money for what they're wanting to do, right? Um, I don't know if that's exactly how we put it, but I think for a lot of us, we all understand that value of uh, we go into a situation, people want, you know, to build this fantastic fantasy, but the realistic side of it is that you just can't, right? And how do you bring that up to, um, without shutting people down and breaking their spirit, how do you bring that up to the surface and say, look, guys, that's really not possible. It's just not the right time, maybe. Well, yeah. but that's true. I, I also think that that's when you become a consultant. You're yeah. con- you, you're you're really working yeah. for them, even though it's not a deal that you you're can right. do. But but you're 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 saying the time frame doesn't work. But I think if you did this, this, and this, we could be there. You know, in six months, particularly if you're in a a longer game, yeah. or you say, Doctor, I don't really know that this product works for you. I know somebody that may, you know, have the answer for what you sure. Yeah, so you you divert or you work them into a different angle. Look, I think one of your biggest oh, oh cut off by the bell. Down. 
It's throwdown time. You get to make your point anyway because you get to go first, yeah, well, right? I don't, I don't know. What We're talking about say. going for the no, cutting people off. Look, it's easy for Team P to do that behind the glass. <laughs> Damn the producer. Team P. Like, uh, you know, getting to the no as a, we're going to speak to the high D, you know, as a throwdown here. Getting to the no is easy for you. It, it truly is. You're going to ask a lot of direct questions because you're not scared of it. You don't care whether, you, you truly don't. If, if you're an unaware person, you truly don't give a shit, a rat's ass, whether these people do business with you because that's the way you view it, right? You're doing business with me, not the other way around. That's a very high D statement. Um, I challenge you a little bit, not a little bit, a lot of it. Dig into the finer details of why they want to do this in the first place. Figure out the value of what it is. Uh, and if you can really dig into those questioning strategies of why they want to do it, uh, I think your conversation about budget and money and whether this is a realistic project or not comes a lot easier because they're going to recognize value and they're going to recognize um, something in themselves in you. If you can't do that, it's going to be really hard for you to move forward when somebody doesn't have the money. But the thing is, guys, is that not all sales are today. Some of the value that you provide today might be, might, might grow into a tree that grows fruit nine months from now, two years from now, right? Because of the value that you provided. And don't forget that people that don't have your process might make mistakes. And that might lead them back to you because you provided value and you let everybody else make mistakes So be patient. Patience is, is important here as a, as a high, because you want to, you want to gut check it. You want to make a gut feel and you want to just say, I got this. I'll take care of you. But if you really can't be honest, you know, uh, have some feeling, have some emotion, dig down on their side, check your egos. Man, we, we talk a lot about our strengths, our bigness, biggest weakness. Um, don't, don't, uh, get rid of your dominance because that's going to get you to ask the hard questions. But have some emotion in there. Interesting. All right. Al, what you got for the eyes? From the eyes standpoint, go for that no. And, and if you get it, segue into, hey, I understand this wasn't a fit today, but I really want to be of value in your process going forward and the things that you're doing. Would it be okay if I came in front of you or could we, you know, and you keep that open door policy, I guess, is where yeah. I'm going. So that you can always walk in and have a conversation after the fact. Because the guy or the gal knows that, you know, it was a straightforward conversation, that, that you built some rapport that, that bonds you together in an industry that you're going to continue to sell into. And, and, and take that to the bank later on. Put, put that to work, you know. To your advantage that now you have a contact that you want to stay in touch with that this sales process didn't come to fruition but you took it away you recognized it first they weren't trying to shoo you out the door they were hearing you say and if they didn't come your direction because not all the time you know they're not going to fall into you like an s but you keep that crack in the door so that you can put your foot in there stick your head around and say it's the day of the day okay Nice. Nanette? I just really think it's all about stepping stones. Like you've got to just constantly investigate. I just think it's stepping stones. You learn from negative comments they make. I love so much what Clint said today about writing down. I don't literally write down, but I think that's so, well, I do. Write. I like to write. <laughs> really? I like writing. I do like writing. But I think it's, that's really a really tip, great tip. I think that's the best tip for today. What what Clint said about just catching Duh. those <laughs> catching those great phrases that your clients can use. Awesome. Okay. Uh so for the C's, a couple of things. Um even if it's a smaller market, a no today is not a no for forever. So kind of back to to Al's point, you know, if you can if you can extricate yourself away from that, call it over, right? Get it out of your CRM and out of your process. You're not allocating bandwidth, mental bandwidth to following up with them, which then gives you time to go look for the next person to replace that deal that just fell out of your pipeline because you're not going to close everything. 
You know, uh, mm-hmm. I spent a year feeling like every no that I got was a was a failure on my part, and I was taking all the ownership, which isn't helpful. It's not healthy, right? Um, so you're not a fit for everybody. That's okay. Um, it's not a no for forever. Go look at your pipeline and understand that you're not going to close all those deals, right? It's just not going to happen. No one closes 100%, and you shouldn't be. If you are, you're not charging enough, right? Like like yeah. something is drastically wrong if you're closing every that's deal good, that, that you point. get in front of someone. And then the other thing is, this is going to sound really weird, but when I'm when I'm hearing things that are, you know, sounding off my internal alarms, I go back to this idea, and this is my this is more of a mindset issue. So I don't know how actionable this is, which would drive me nuts as a C listening. But I've got room for ten clients, and I have nine, and all my bills are paid. I'm not going to take any crap off of the person who wants to be the tenth one. I'm going to cut this off. I'm going to move on to the next one because I can, right? And sometimes you got to fake it until you make it, which is uncomfortable for C's. But, you know, have that mental process, you know, because you can't reinvent, yeah. you can't reinvent your offering. I, like I do too. To I think that's anybody. a really good point. Um, don't be starving. Yeah. Don't be starving. And Even if you are. Right. Suck well, it up. One last point, and I'm sorry to drone on, but they're so used to being, to having the salesperson, Johnny, on the spot. I can tell this guy no today, and he's going to check in in a week. And then I can I can tell him I'm not going to be interested then. And he's just going to keep following up until I'm ready to move forward, right? Sure. So if you don't dig in and set expectations and get that next step on the calendar. If you can't put it on the calendar, yeah. it's a no-go. Right. And and the people that I work with, like like one of the things that we talk about whenever we're talking about your CRMs and your processes and everything else is, hey, if you don't have a next step, is this should this still be in a pipeline? Next yeah. step. Next because in step. my world, no. If if we have a conversation and I'm like, hey, like, what do you think we should do? They're like, well, well, let's call next week. I'm going to do everything I can to like hedge down a day. And if sure. I can't get one, okay, I kind of get the feeling that this might be over and that you're just being polite about it. Can we talk about that? Yes. Sometimes the answer isn't always going for the no right away, right? Sometimes it's how do I help you grow what you want Absolutely. to do, right? Uh, can I even be involved in that situation? I, I would say for most of us in business that we can we can do a lot of things um, on the front end to help grow a guy's cocktail napkin into a project. Mm-hmm. Healthcare, CRM sales, uh, consulting businesses, construction. There's a lot of things that we can provide as value um, to help somebody get the right frame of mind. In, in this situation, I go back a lot of times that I set expectations and I set the platform. I want to set that platform. I want to create the platform that we're operating in nine months from now. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if you go into it and you say, here's all the free consulting that you want, go go get after it. Never. Well, but a lot of people do. A lot right? of people do. And I, I think most people do. Um, so what I'm saying is create a platform. Don't give, don't give away free consulting. Say that, you know, say things like, I can help you through this process. I'm going to add value as, as my company to yours to get you to your common goal, which I also have because I truly care about what you're doing. Um, I can create a platform that we can all operate in financially, uh, productively. We're, we're going to do these things that are going to make you successful, uh, but you have to trust me and you got to create that trust, right? Yes. You say those things up front and when those things come around again, um, well, one, you got to deliver. You sure. got to mean it. Uh, don't say those things if you don't mean it. Very and that, and that's tough for a couple of personalities up here. Uh, but I, I really think that you can provide a lot of front end. <laughs> Hold on. We don't have time to dig into that. We do not have time to dig into that. We're wrapping like up. Backhanded uh, here. No, no. I, <laughs> what, what I'm saying is that I think you can provide a lot of front end value without giving away free consulting. Oh, I agree. Um, I agree. And 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 eyes are notorious for doing it. So So sometimes going for the hard no, uh, going for those things that just wipes your customer off the, off the face of the earth and you chase them. That's my natural inclination. That's what I want to do. But sometimes I can provide value and I can plant a seed um, to get them to grow down the road so that I actually have a a project. Awesome. All right. So we're going to wrap up. I know. Good. Clint, had, Clint had some bombs in there today. Sorry, man. I you know no, I don't no, no, apologize, it was, yeah. man. I, it was excellent. Not that not that I really give a shit because I love hearing myself <laughs> talk. Uh, totally. Look, guys, I will I will tell you. Um, you know, thanks thanks Brian for reaching out. Yeah, thank you, Brian, and, and, and yeah. giving us 
giving us some feedback because what a great topic that was. Yeah, it's a huge Brian. topic. And, uh, and somebody that's outside of um, probably our industry, but also in a industry that is uh, very secluded, right? Doesn't have a lot of options. Those are the toughest environments to operate in. And I, and I, you know, I know Brian, he, uh, he does it very well, but he has to live by these processes and he has to understand personalities. And that's not easy. Um, when, when, if you make a mistake, that might be your, might be your only customer for three or four months. That's tough. We, I would say I don't live in that world. No, I don't um, a lot either. of us up here, we have options, but we want to hear about those things, yeah, right? Sure. We want like those, it. you know, cause we, we, our spectrum is, you know, maybe broad, but there are going to be challenges that each yeah. one of you guys are out there. We want to sink our teeth into how can we help yeah. if we know about your project or we know about your struggle. Please communicate Absolutely. with us. Yeah. yeah. So, um, if you got any value out of the show, please share it with someone else. Sales is hard enough. You don't got to be out there by yourself. Thanks to Brian for the question. Um, if you have questions or if you just want to chime in, uh, hashtag your team, team yeah, C team for the D, win, baby. not team B. Uh, we're on all the major platforms, right? Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everything is at sales throwdown. You can send us an email directly pod at sales throwdown.com. We'll get it. Ask your questions. Um, if you're listening to this, you're getting any value, leave a review. Uh, be honest. That's how we get better. Um, and we'll see everybody next week. Happy birthday to John. Hill. Thank you, right? If you're watching on Happy YouTube, birthday. enjoy my shirt. It's got dinosaurs. Hey, uh, Thanks, everybody. Never forget veterans out there. That's true. Absolutely. Absolutely. Never forget. Thank you. Never forget. Thank, you. Thank, you. Thank you, veterans. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. Good night.